Welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, the book of Hebrews. Yeshua, our Melchizedek priest. This is part seven of the series. Loving one another is spiritual maturity. 1 John chapter 4, verse 12. No man has seen God at any time, and if we love one another, God dwells in us, and his love is perfected in us. Us, living our lives and being conformed to Yeshua's sufferings and his resurrection is the way in which we come to this spiritual maturity in him. Paul prayed in Philippians in chapter 3, verse 10, verse 12, and verse 15, that I might know him. So Paul wasn't praying to be saved because he came to a saving knowledge of Yeshua in Acts chapter 9 on the road to Damascus. And so Paul is praying about reaching a level of spiritual maturity in Yeshua that comes by seeking to walk after him and follow after his footsteps. And to know him means to experience those things that Yeshua experienced. And in order for Yeshua to arrive at spiritual maturity, he had to go through trials, tribulations, persecutions, sufferings. The main trials, tribulations, persecutions, and sufferings that he went through was the last week of his life before he actually died on the tree. So Paul prayed in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, that I might know him in the fellowship of his sufferings, being made conformable unto his death. And then he says in verse 12, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect or spiritually mature. So Paul saw spiritual maturity is to walk in the footsteps of Messiah and to experience in his life, in our life, Messiah's sufferings that we in our sufferings would be able to identify with Messiah's sufferings and thus in living our lives, our lives conform unto his death. And then Paul says in Philippians chapter 3 verse 15, let us therefore as many that are spiritually mature, as many as are perfect, be thus minded. And so ultimately, when there's the end of the exile and there's the gathering and the uniting of northern kingdom and southern kingdom, the fulfillment of the prophecy of Ezekiel chapter 37 verses 15 through 28, that is the two sticks, one stick representing northern kingdom, Ephraim, the ten tribes, the house of Joseph, the other stick representing 
representing the house of Judah. When they're joined together, when they become one through the redemptive work of Messiah, and then his people, the house of Jacob, will come in Messiah to that place of spiritual maturity. And Yeshua prayed for the uniting of his family, the uniting of the house of Jacob, northern kingdom, and southern kingdom. Yeshua has a literal house of Jacob from those who were at Mount Sinai, but those who have received Yeshua's shed blood and they've asked forgiveness of their sins and they made Yeshua Savior and Lord of their life, they are a part of Yeshua's redeemed, saved house of Jacob. And so Yeshua prays that they all may be one, as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they may be one in us. And then in John chapter 17 and verse 23, when his people are one, and that's what Paul prayed in Ephesians in chapter 4 that we may all come to the unity of the faith in Ephesians chapter 4 verse 13 in the unity of the faith that we all may be one is the spiritual status of the knowledge of the Son of God that Paul prayed in Philippians chapter 3 verse 10 that I might know him unto a perfect man or spiritually mature and spiritually maturity is the spiritual status or the measure of the stature of the fullness of walking in Messiah. And so in John chapter 17 verse 23, Yeshua prayed, I and them, you and me, that they may be perfect or whole or spiritual complete in their oneness, in the, their oneness unto us. Now, the Levitical priesthood could not bring believers in the God of Israel to spiritual maturity. Hebrews chapter 7 and verse 11. If therefore perfection, spiritual maturity, came about through the Levitical priesthood, what further need was there to be another priest that should arise after the order of Melchizedek, that is the Messiah, and not be called after the order of Aaron? We can see that the Levitical priest could not be brought to spiritual maturity in their conscience. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 9. In which were offered both gifts and sacrifices that could not make him that did the service, that is the Levitical priest, could not make the Levitical priest whole or complete as pertaining to the conscience. We could see how the Levitical priesthood could not bring a believer in the God of Israel to spiritual maturity from Hebrews chapter 10 verse 1. For the law, here this is referring to the Levitical priesthood, for the Levitical priesthood being a shadow of good things to come and not the very image of the things can never with those sacrifices that were offered by the Levitical priesthood which they offered year by year continually make the comers unto perfect or spiritually mature. Now the heavenly tabernacle is greater than the tabernacle of Moses. Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 11. But Messiah being come a high priest of good things to come by a greater and more spiritually mature complete tabernacle Tabernacle. So the heavenly tabernacle is a greater, a higher, a more spiritual, complete tabernacle than the spiritual level and status of the earthly tabernacle. And the heavenly tabernacle is not made with human hands. Yeshua's death on the tree makes it possible for the individual believer to come to a place of spiritual maturity for those who live a life of sanctification, which Yeshua said, 
said in John chapter 15, verse 3, you are made clean through my word or obeying my word or my Torah or my teachings or my instructions. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 4, it is written, for by one offering has he perfected, made whole, complete, brought to a finish, made spiritually mature forever them that are sanctified. And it's by following Yeshua's teachings or instructions or his word or his Torah is the means by which we grow in that spiritual maturity and go through that sanctification process. John chapter 17, verse 17. Sanctify them through your truth. Your word is truth. And so when we disobey the word of God, we sin. And we don't come to a place of sanctification by living a lifestyle of disobedience to God's word, that it's through obedience to God's word, obedience to his Torah, that sin is removed from our lives and we then live a sanctified life unto him. So Yeshua taught in John chapter 17, verse 17, sanctify them through the truth. What is truth? Psalm 119, verse 142, thy righteousness is an everlasting righteousness and your Torah is the truth. Malachi chapter 2, verses 1 and 6, and now, O ye priests, this commandment is for you. The Torah of truth was in his mouth. So once we initially repent of our sins and receive Yeshua's shed blood for the forgiveness of our sins and ask him into our heart and our life, making Savior and Lord of our lives, at that point, we are a baby believer. We are a child believer. And we are, when we are baby believers, to learn and grow from the milk of the word. First Peter chapter 2, verse 2, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. But we are not to remain forever on the milk of the word. We are to grow in him so that we can receive the meat of the word. And this is the message in Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12 and verse 14. For when the time you ought to be teachers, that is that you had an opportunity to be discipled and to learn and to grow and to apply the Torah and the word of God in your life such that through the word and through life's experiences that you could help or teach others in how to follow or obey the word of God. You have need that one teach you again, which is the first principles. And you have become such as need of milk and not of strong meat. But strong meat belongs to those who are of full age. So this is the Greek word that means spiritually mature, full grown, full age. It's the Greek word teleos. And it's associated with those who follow after the wisdom of God and they no longer are a child or a babe or are simple-minded in the things of God. And so strong meat, spiritual maturity comes to those who by reason of use, in other words, they just don't read the word of God, but they apply it to their lives and the word of God becomes real in their lives as they live out the word of God and they 
experience the Word of God as they apply the Word of God to their lives. So by those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. We see in Hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 that a believer in Yeshua is to grow to spiritual maturity. Therefore leaving the principles of the doctrine of Messiah, let us go on unto spiritual maturity, go on unto perfection. And so in order to then go into spiritual maturity, we have to hear the word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We got to do the will of God and it comes through living out trust in the God of Israel, faith in the God of Israel, and faith in the God of Israel is trusting, believing, and to remain constant and consistent through living out your life and the things that come into your life. And regardless of what happens, good or bad, you keep walking and going forward. That is biblical faith. And so faith is required to grow up into spiritual maturity. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 and verse 6, tells us what faith is. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. So faith has evidence. The evidence is God's word. The evidence is God's promises in God's integrity to fulfill and do what he's promised to do. And so now it says in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please God. So without faith it's impossible to please God. It goes on to say in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 8 and verse 40, by faith Abraham. And then ultimately it tells us the different people in the Bible who exemplified faith in God and lived out faith in God. And then we go to the conclusion in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 40, God having provided some better thing for us that they, without us, should not be made perfect, whole, complete, or spiritually mature. So individually, we are to live our lives and grow and become spiritually mature. But then as a body of Messiah corporately, the body of Messiah corporately is to grow up and be at a place of spiritual maturity as well. And so Mount Zion is associated with coming to that place of spiritual maturity in Yeshua. In Hebrews chapter 12, verses 22 and 23, but you've come unto Mount Mount Zion, and to the general assembly and congregation of the firstborn, to the spirits of just men made spiritually mature. It's pursuing and doing the will of God and not your own will, your own desires, not what your flesh wants to do, not what makes sense to your carnal mind, but pursuing and doing the will of God instead of living your own will and your own desires is the means by which we come to spiritual maturity. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 21. Make you perfect or spiritually mature in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Messiah Yeshua, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. So let's summarize part five of this teaching, the fifth main point of this teaching, and that is 
through Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood, his New Testament Melchizedek priesthood, with the Torah written upon our heart, and with the help and inspiration of the indwelling Holy Spirit, makes it possible for a believer to grow in our faith and to come to spiritual maturity. So, point number one, Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood enables a believer to become spiritually mature in him. Number two, a believer's goal is to come to a place of spiritual maturity. Number three, it's from and doing the will of the God of Israel in our lives is the means by which we reach that spiritual maturity. And number four, following Yeshua with all of our heart, loving him and seeking to obey him, his Torah, his word, his commandments is the means by which we grow up into spiritual maturity. And so when we follow his Torah, we see the way in which it's lived out is it's manifested in love. So loving one another is associated with spiritual maturity and a believer in Yeshua is to grow from initially being a babe or a child in Messiah into spiritual maturity. And spiritual maturity is living by faith on a daily basis, which is putting your faith and trust and confidence in Yeshua and his promises and trust him and him leading and guiding and directing your life. And so when you come to spiritual maturity, then you've come to Mount Zion. So this is going to conclude our teaching on Yeshua, our Melchizedek priest. And in looking at Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood, we studied the following five major points. And point number one is the central message of the book of Hebrews is emphasizing that Yeshua is not only our high priest, but he's our Melchizedek high priest. And then secondly, the book of Hebrews details what makes Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood unique, given that Adam, he was given the place in being the representative of the kingdom of God on earth and to administer the kingdom of God on earth. He had the place in the position of a king, a priest, and a firstborn. And given that in Exodus chapter 19, that the house of Jacob, all 12 tribes of Israel, was given the offer of being a nation of Melchizedek priests, that Yeshua is not just any Melchizedek priest. His Melchizedek priesthood is unique from any other biblical Melchizedek priest. And so the book of Hebrews detailed and outlined what makes Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood unique. And then the book of Hebrews also itemized in point number three, how Yeshua's Melchizedek priesthood benefits the new covenant believer in him and what it does and provides for a believer in Yeshua as the Messiah. And then in in point number four, we saw how the book of Hebrews explains that through Yeshua's endeavor to be obedient, to do the will of his heavenly father, and through his sufferings, he was brought to a place of spiritual maturity in his walk and his earthly ministry on the earth. And through Yeshua's obedience, and then what he's doing presently in his Melchizedek priesthood in the new covenant, gives 
giving that Yeshua is the Melchizedek priest of the heavenly tabernacle, that we see that through his high priestly Melchizedek ministry, that he provides and makes it possible for individual believers in Yeshua as the Messiah to reach the goal of being spiritually mature in him. And so those who reach that level of spiritual maturity in Yeshua by yielding their lives where they endeavor to follow the Torah or the Word of God and they have their minds renewed and they allow themselves to be submitted to the Holy Spirit and to be led by the Holy Spirit and to walk in the Spirit and as they dedicate their lives to the service of the kingdom of the God of Israel as they endeavor and they seek to do his will and bear fruit for his kingdom, then this is how you arrive to that place of spiritual maturity. And in doing so, you as an individual will be found faithful in obedience to be a servant of Yeshua's kingdom and in your obedience to being a Melchizedek priest before him, given that when Yeshua died on the tree, all those who accept Yeshua as their Savior and Lord positionally, he has made all believers to be a kingdom of Melchizedek priests, that that which was offered at Mount Sinai to the nation of Israel is provided to believers in Yeshua in the new covenant, but we have to be found faithful in the service of the office of our individual Melchizedek priesthoods for his kingdom. And when we have been found faithful and then we submit ourselves to the Spirit of God to do service for the kingdom of God and we grow and come to that place of spiritual maturity in Yeshua, when we seek to walk as he walked and we are brought to that spiritual maturity just like Yeshua through the things that he suffered, that the way in which our flesh dies is through our trials and tribulations and persecutions that we then submit ourselves to God and we allow our own desires and thoughts to not govern our lives, that we are brought to that place of spiritual maturity and in doing so and being found faithful unto Yeshua that we will rule and reign with him in his kingdom, be a part of his government. And as it says in Revelation chapter 5, verse 10, that he's made us under our God, kings and priests, and we will reign on the earth and we will reign forever in his kingdom and our reward for believing in Yeshua to be faithful to him and to be led by the Holy Spirit and seek to obey his word and to grow in that spiritual maturity, our reward is we will be Yeshua's bride who's going to live and dwell with him forever in the new Jerusalem. So this is what Paul called in Philippians chapter 3, the high calling, and this is the prize that Paul was seeking to achieve in his life, and this should be the goal and the prize that we are endeavoring to achieve in our lives as well, that we would grow into maturity and that we would rule and reign with Messiah in his kingdom, to be a part of his government and to be his bride and to live 
live and dwell forever with him in the new Jerusalem. And so this is my desire in my life as I seek to live my life in service to Yeshua and his kingdom. And this is my prayer for you as well, that this would be your heart's desire that you would live a life and you would grow to be spiritually mature in Yeshua and that you could rule and reign with him in his kingdom and you would be his bride and live forever with him in the new Jerusalem. Well, that's going to conclude part seven of the series on the subject, the book of Hebrews, Yeshua, our Melchizedek priest. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen. Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.